through a lot of different things to tell you a story, but that's that's really what the Cedric Maxwell podcast is all about. It's about having fun, about engaging people. And uh, because of that, you know, you guys have given me more blessings than I've ever, I think I've ever deserved. Oh, man. That means a lot coming from you, man. Wow. Seriously, I appreciate that. Absolutely. In the podcast industry, 100 episodes man, is a huge deal. Hey, this is a, yeah, and, seriously, man. It's a celebration. Like, this is us just telling the story and everything. This is us celebrating because 100 episodes and all the fun and all the content we put together it's 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 been a special project all throughout we'll, like, do this, been... we'll do this stuff stay tuned for the next hundred no just imagine what's coming that's, up next exactly still, exactly footballs in there brother <laughs> the big girls love that chicks love the last shot opportunity somebody give me a napkin so i can wipe my mouth ah. Another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Joseph Football. He is Cedric Maxwell. The Celtics added one more piece, Max. And I like this one. Jabari Parker signed Friday uh, before the deadline where you can add uh, players that, of course, could be active in the postseason. Max, first and foremost, what do you think about it? Uh, obviously, Jabari Parker, a, a, a wing. He, he uh, helps that wing position for this Boston Celtics team. Uh, hasn't been the best season for him. Injuries has plagued his career, ups and downs, but he's shown that he's, uh, uh, of course, uh, in his best days, a 20-point scorer and someone that uh, the Suns could use some of that, right? Someone that uh, yeah. can, 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 give you, can give you some production off that bench. Yeah, I think he can score the basketball still, and, and, and I think that's good. Uh, Three-point-wise, maybe not the most deadly three-point shooter. Uh, guarding people, I think he could do a pretty good job there, uh, but – you know, as as much as I like uh, this signing, uh, I think Danny could have gone out and maybe did even better with maybe uh, Jared Solinger. Uh, oh, man. Scorer, big Sully, huh? Uh, big time rebounder. A sense of toughness that, that, that the Celtics, I think, could use because he had that attitude that he didn't have any friends. And I like that about him. Uh, so, so, you know, he went back and I had a chance to do a podcast with him and we looked at it. We sent me a video of himself and his dad was, you know, employing, you know, teams to take a look at him. And now he's back in China, but I think that, you know, the Celtics could have done maybe even better. And, and this is just me, uh, in making, uh, in making Sullinger. Uh, I think Parker is, uh, you, you don't lose with him. But I would love to have a little bit more attitude uh, from the bench. Yeah, I mean, just addressing that front court, I, I think was a was a big thing. Was a it's a good uh, a good addition for the Celtics, and of course, someone that's efficient. I think that's a big part of this as well. I mean, of course, he was a twenty point scorer. He's been averaging in his best years the last few three or four years, and somewhere around the, the, the teens. And that's gonna be something that's gonna look that that pops out for the Celtics, right? Efficiency, especially because they're gonna need someone like that off the bench. They're going to need another guy out there. We're still waiting to see Evan Fournier come back. Hopefully that's going to happen soon. And that's another weapon that you you add to that second unit. And, of course, they're going to look for a little defense on the other side. But to your point, I mean, Jerry Sollinger, uh, another big, someone that can give some more rebounds for you. We're seeing what that means at a, what that means for this team at Attrition Thompson. I mean, he's been giving these guys second-chance opportunities and, of course, more muscle in the, in, in the paint. 
But uh, outside of Jared, is that someone else? Is there someone else that you have in mind, or is there someone that uh, no, is there another that, big? No, that was the only one that that you know that I didn't I didn't do my studying on it, but I read something about Jabari Parker possibly coming in, and I think it's uh, and then for a while people talked about maybe uh, Isaiah coming back here, and I love Isaiah, but do you think that I'll ask you? Do you think that you, that magic that he had would be a difference because it was so magical when he was here trying to get him there at that place again, I think would be unfair to him and unfair to everybody around his team. Yeah. I think it's a lot of pressure with that, you know, and because of this team and the situation that they're in, I just done, I, I didn't love the idea of it. I mean, there's just other guys out there, other, other parts of this team that I think that they would have been better served to, to address. Of course, the wing position, I was huge on that. I, I mentioned, uh, weeks ago, uh, Thaddeus Young was a guy. I know he's a veteran. I know he's a little bit up there, but I just really wanted them to address that wing position, and they did that with this signing. So I'm I'm happy with it. Listen, I loved what Isaiah Thomas meant for this team, for this city. A Ooh. score again. A team. This team needs more scoring out of, off that second that second unit. But when you talk about addressing the wing position, they're gonna need some of that defense on the other end as well. So I thought that Isaiah Thomas. I mean, he checks the boxes of someone that can come off the bench and score for you. But you're putting a lot of pressure on him to do that. And there's other guys in that backcourt who are doing that already. I love what Kemba Walker's been doing right now. Mm-hmm. Peyton Pritchard is starting to get away from that rookie wall that he hit not too long ago. I mean, I just don't know if listen, I think that I Isaiah think, Thomas needs his touches, right? I mean, I don't want to see them shake rock the boat right now with that backcourt. I like what the backcourt's doing right now. Yeah, I think that if you brought Isaiah back into the fold now, Danny did one thing that he said, you know, I want him to play. I want to see what he has, just like Rob Williams. I want to see what he has. And if you bring an Isaiah in, you're almost obligated to play him at that same position. Oh, right. So I think that Danny wasn't willing to make that particular move when it came to bringing Isaiah around when he already made changes already with this team to give Pritchard an opportunity to play. What do you think about um, his stint with the, with the Pelicans? I mean, I don't know exactly what they're looking for. It's kind of hard to tell when someone gets a 10 day contract, it's really tough, difficult to gauge how the team feels about a player, but he looked pretty solid to me. I mean, for someone to come off the bench and score for you, that's exactly what it looked like. He's, he can still do for a team. Yeah, I think he can. He's going to have to get into the right situation. I mean, this is a guy. and, And the sad thing about it is, Man, what what a ride that was. What an amazing ride that was. Incredible. Just sit down and watch the little fellow be a first-team All-NBA or almost got votes for the MVP. He was, right. his, his year was that explosive. I mean, everybody talks about Dame time, but everybody also talked about it was Isaiah time in the fourth, fourth quarter. And he started tapping. And I have never seen, and I've been around Southern basketball a long time, I've never seen the kind of relationship the fans had with another player. As great as Larry was, as great as, you know, Paul was. The connection that they had with the little fellow, that I, I, it, it, was, it, it was surreal to watch. Because yeah. everybody felt like, you know, it felt like he was, he was a giant killer. And he was he was the common man because 
was the ultimate underdog. He was the underdog. You know, yeah, he was picked last in the draft. David and Goliath. He was he was David was with his slingshot. You know, going slay the slay and. And he made that he made the general fan feel like that, and that was really really cool. I just think that is, I just think it's so tragic to see. Well, I'm not even sure tragic. What what kind of what word I want to use to see him unfortunate, up, yeah, up so quick, and then to go down at the same speed. Because here's a guy who's on top of the world, who was who came in here as really not the first pick. He was like, you know, a throw-in, you get him. And he just takes this team to another level. And then he gets hurt, and you trade for Kyrie, and it was like totally like, it was just totally went downhill. He loses his sister uh, in, a, in an auto accident, and, and just, you know, everybody's heart, you know, bled for him, mm-hmm. and to see where he is now, just kind of just hanging on and getting a 10 day contract with teams is just, it, it, it's just, to me, it's just sad. It's really sad. Well, you hope it, it evolves into something. I mean, maybe not a, not this year, but maybe he gets something during the offseason. No, Max. I don't see I mean, this would be the last, last chance. Though. I don't see, nope. I don't see it once you leave the NBA in that way, it's almost impossible to come back and to make that next step. Would I like to see him do it? Would love it. But how he would do it in this new NBA, you know, being away from the game for, you know, essentially, uh, you know, a while. Well, no, no G League doesn't help, Max. I mean, that's yeah. another thing, you know. Oh, he, you know, yeah. well, you he, can't, he, can't have that route the way it works. Well, the fact that there was no G League this year helped him out because, you know, you're just looking for a guy, but, to bring him in for a 10-day contract, man, it's just really it is it, it's it's beneath him. It's it's beneath him as a player. And and I don't know what his financial situation is. I know he still loves the game. I know he still wants to play, but I hate the fact that you're bringing in a guy like that for a 10-day contract. If you're gonna bring him in for, you know, the beginning of the year, lending fight for a position, that's one thing. Yeah. That's like getting a, a scrub off the, you know, get the scrub. Yeah, yeah that's so funny. That's so funny you say that, man. One of my uh, one of my really good friends. The reason I went to Atlanta, one of my good friends, Mario, she's getting she's getting married, and I she didn't know about the Isaiah Thomas news. You know, she's not in Boston anymore, so I'm like, yo, did you hear Isaiah Thomas? He got signed. Oh, really? Yeah, it's with the Pelicans. She was like, the Pelicans. She's like, that's what's up. She was like, one year. I'm like, oh no, it's a ten day contract. She goes, oh. I'm like, damn, Mario's like that. And she was like, I mean. It's a tryout, and if they don't sign him after that, that's a tough spot to be in. And now here you are, you know, fast forward two weeks later, saying the exact same thing. Like, he's in a really tough spot now if he doesn't get picked up. Yeah. Think about how many times we've seen guys who are at the end of the bench and get a 10-day contract and going, okay, he ain't going to really be here. And then he he starts playing well, you're going, oh, he gets another 10-day. Oh, man. No Palacio, man. No Palacio after you hit that shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, makes it for you. Now he's here for the year. You go, man, congratulations, man, that you made it. And it's it's where he was as a as a player to me is I I I again I don't know and I still I still know he loves the game, but everybody at some point has to walk away from the game and be satisfied with what they did. 
This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. Now, BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action now don't forget to use that promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts it's just so many guards man it's such a guard heavy league like that used to be a cliche but now it's even more so because of how young these guards are coming in you know right out of college and there's not a lot of teams that are missing guards. If anything, they have too many guards. You know, it's just a tough position to fill. It is. And I was excited because the Pelicans, obviously, that's a team that can fight for the playoffs. You know, being in the mix with those guys, Zion, and, you know, his very last game, they got video of him getting shots up when everybody was, was long gone, people leaving out of the locker room and street clothes, and Isaiah was still getting shots, shots up, man. So it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. Just, I'm crossing my fingers for him, man. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, it, it really this off season. This off season is it. He's gonna bust his ass, and he, you know, he'd be a good, a good trooper. But I just don't see him getting another opportunity that would be beneficial to him. Or again, as I said it just seems. It just seems. So, I remember my last year in the league, and I played with uh, Houston, and. Um, and Houston waived me. Well, they actually, I was traded to Washington for a salary cap. And Washington didn't want me. And my attorney said, yo, you want to play with Philly? And I was like, no, nah, man. I said, you know, I, I went, I, I had a great career with the Celtics. I played well with the Clippers. I had some moments with the Rockets. I'm, I, think I'm, I think I'm done now. And, uh, you know, could I play some more? Probably could have, but. It's just at a certain point, you just go, yeah, I, I, I think I'm done here. Yeah, but it's so tough when you are, you peak at a top four MVP candidate. Yeah. And it was all downhill. It's like one more or two more, one more hurrah, two seasons. Can I just prove that I, I, I came back? I officially came back. Because when you came back, you never really came back. And that's tough because of, because of an injury. You know, well, he came back. If he gets surgery, maybe something else, maybe something different happens. If he didn't wait on it, it's just so you play the what if games. Yeah. And I'm, I bet you Isaiah's driving himself insane. You know, yeah. and he just wants to go out there and prove one last time. Well, I think that, you know, when he, it, and it didn't help when he went to Cleveland because everybody was so like, okay, Cleveland signed him and he's going to be there with uh, uh, LeBron. This is going to be really good. And he was trying to come back from injury, and then finally see him come back. And then you hear about him saying some stuff about Kevin Love in the locker room. When you just get there, you, you're, you're challenging one, uh, an established champion. When you get there, you're going, "Dude, that just is not a. That's yeah. not not a good look. It's not going. That's not how you make friends with LeBron. That's not, not how it goes. Going, yeah, it's not going to travel well around the league with you." And I know he didn't have an attitude. Man, he wanted to win, but it, it that message just did not travel well.
Yeah, that's true. No, that's a good point. All right, moving on. Uh, I'm going to throw the uh, the cliche question. I, I felt like two months ago we were asking we were asking each other this question like every two weeks on this show, but here it is, a month removed because the Celtics team have fallen so far down to 500 to below 500. They're living that life for quite some time, but here they are. Is this it, Max? Is this the turnaround? You know, is, is this the uh, the cliche line? Is this it? Is, is it all uphill for here for the Boston Celtics? It, the, the games they have to play, the teams that they beat, could be. They caught the Lakers on 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 the downslide. Obviously, you look at that game. Yeah, man, you're supposed to come through, yeah. Max. What happened? And they played so well uh, in that game, and then the second unit was just god awful. And almost lost that game to the point they were up by twenty some points and with about five minutes to go, and and the and the Lakers cut it down to like six. Yeah, quickly. Had, that was quick. Yeah, and you had to go back in and bring Jayla Brown in. You had to bring Tatum back in. So that just wasn't a good look. You would have been pissed. They you played been a big Golden man. State team that has struggled uh, mightily. But they still have that that dude over there that can score. Uh, but it it seems like this team has a new refined attitude, and that to me is I think is going to be more on the upside than the downside. And yeah, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I had the same conversation. I was on with uh, Michael Felger and uh, and and Michael Holly, and uh, they were like. Uh, would you trade, um, and what if, which I hate those questions, but would you trade right now uh, Jalen Brown for uh, a whole list of names? But then they said, for Beal down in Washington. I said, no. It's like, you wouldn't? I said, what has Beal done? How far has he gone? I said, since he's been in this league. I said, Jalen Brown almost made it to the finals. Well, how much better I have said in his, you make that trade? potential? Potentially, yeah. what he has can be tremendous. What he did to the Lakers the other day, what he's been doing in the last month or so, that dude has been lights out. So, no, right. I'm not. I'm not making that trade. So, I think there's so many good things right now that this team has going. Remember, it was Brad Stevens. He hasn't. Brad Stevens hasn't connected with his players. Uh, Tatum is god awful right now. He's not. And all of a sudden, five, you win five games in a row against some really good teams, a team like Denver who have won eight in a row. I think that you, you send a message right now that, that this team could, if, if they're healthy, if they're healthy and playing on the same page, they can be very, very dangerous. Guys, I uh, just want to take a second and talk about Marigold. Uh, with their stem cell uh, research, has been amazing. I went and did an evaluation. And I end up getting a, uh, a shot. And uh, I'm hoping right now I'm going to be back on the court. These guys were brilliant. They communicate well. They give you an education on what it's like. And that is what really, to me, won me over. Because not only were they going to give me an operation, a procedure, but they were going to educate me about this procedure. And in learning and, 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 and being comfortable that is how you get well, and that's how you become partners. And uh, my big shout-out to those guys. They did a fantastic job. Check them out at marigoldmedical.com. That's the place to be. 
Yeah, no, no question. And I think the part of the conversation that drives me crazy when when national media or even even local talk about this Boston Celtics team and they bring up Kemba. And I'm the guy who says that Kemba's that wild card in the sense that he could really push this team to new heights in the postseason. We have to wait and see. But the narrative that I disagree with is Kemba has to be 25 point Kemba. Oh, this team can't go far if he doesn't do that. Well, wait a minute. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, there's another notch here, I think. And Jason Tatum has already proven that with the 53-point game. Jalen Brown's already proven that by shooting damn near 80% or whatever it was, breaking records for his efficiency. Like, that's a huge advantage when you think about guys like, I don't know, James Harden. You know, yeah, James Harden could drop 50 on you. Well, how many shots is it going to take to get there, you know? And, and I'm just using him as an example. I'm not saying that that gives the Celtics a chance to, to beat the Nets. I, the Nets are still the favorites in the Eastern Conference. Don't get it twisted. I mean, I'm just looking at it as, well, if these two have another notch to them, that's a significant advantage when you compare it to the rest of the East and when you couple the fact that Kemba Walker, there's no back-to-backs in the playoffs, one. Two, Kemba Walker has a whole lot to prove because of, he's Kemba Walker. He just got his first taste of a deep playoff run one year ago. He wants some more of that. And three, Kimba Walker, regardless, he can, he'll get cooking in the fourth quarter. He don't need to drop 30 to get cooking in one fourth quarter, drop 12, 13 points, and put you out. There aren't a whole lot of teams, minus the Brooklyn Nets, minus the Philadelphia 76ers, that have a third option like that. Yeah, man, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that was the thing. Trade Kimba. Get rid of Kimba. Get, right. get rid of that. Well, I mean, I think you play with the, the team you have. If Fournier comes back and he's healthy and you get everybody who is healthy at this time, uh, you know, it's a different-looking team. Uh, Tristan, different Thompson, Tristan Thompson's yeah. made this a different-looking team by just – and that that's what I said about the Sellinger effect of uh, just bringing in that mad rebounder, somebody who is, who's going to, you know, tear the glass up, who's going to bang people around. And that's what Tristan Thompson does. And – that is not Jabari Parker's forte. And that, yeah. That's not what that's not what he does. But you know, I still think that you look at him as I don't know what the fourth pick or fifth pick, whatever pick he was in the draft. People are, are still going to look at like, well, you know what? That was some serious potential that often was was hurt. Right, right. That follows him. That follows him throughout. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to say real quick. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Sully because, I mean, I would love to see him get back into this league. Obviously, the outside shot can grab a lot of boards for you. I mean, it's not like he has the kind of game that that isn't uh, that won't blend in with today's NBA. I mean, he's one of those guys that was during that time when guys were doing that leap into getting jump shots and also being effective in defense and, and, and grabbing boards for you. He was doing that. He just didn't develop the way the Celtics envisioned or at least the way uh, people initially envisioned. Well, I think in his case, and he said that, his dad said that, he says maturity factor wasn't there. And uh, talked to his dad, and he said, uh, you know, went out too much. He said when KG and Paul were around, he said, you know, he was he was more disciplined about what he wanted to do. But he said there were a couple of times that Rondo grabbed him and late at night and in these clubs and doing this kind of stuff that uh, – you know, he, he just did. Yo, I, I saw him out one night. That's funny you say that. It was after a Celtics game. I had left the game. I was in the game as a spectator. This is years ago, before, way before I was a reporter. At the game as a spectator, go back to the bar, the, the spot or whatever. This is probably like 20 minutes later. 
and Sandra walks in. I'm like, did you just shower? I'm like, you here already? I was just in there. How how are you here almost the same exact time as me? Like, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I didn't think, I mean, you you think about it, but you're like, it's the lifestyle. You don't know exactly the the, the extent of it, you know? Well, but, yeah. you are, when you are a guy who is just developing, and I've said this a thousand times to, to people, you know, in this league, when you are developing, you need to establish yourself. And now you become a commodity in this league. So if you were a great rebounder, you're a great rebounder. Everybody knows it. You're a great scorer. People know it. Well, people didn't get a chance really to see, just saw snapshots of who he was as a scorer and a rebounder, and he never made himself a commodity. And because of that, that's why he's in China and not playing in the NBA because he is as good as a lot of guys who are in the, 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 the eighth guy, the ninth guy in this league. I would rather have Sullinger on my team than some of the guys I've seen coming off the bench being the ninth guy and the tenth guy for what he can do for you. I like that, Max. It's a strong endorsement. There you go. Hopefully we'll see him back in this league at some point, man, for sure. Yeah. You know what? With that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Joe Sway Pavone. He is Cedric Maxwell. Guys, you already know. Subscribe. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, you can subscribe to us there. And, of course, you can check out more of these episodes as we're going to be uh, posting these videos more regularly, uh, you know, throughout throughout the course of the regular season and into the postseason, Max. I'm, I'm pumped now. Yeah, the Celtics has, has everyone's attention now. The Celtics has this city of Boston. All eyes are focused on the Celtics and, of course, what the, what the Stocks have been doing. But the playoffs is around the corner. It's that time. Everyone's going to be glued to the Celtics right now. So, yeah, I can't I think, wait to see. I, I think that it could be could be exciting. And, you know, it depends on who they – if they if they continue to progress and stay healthy, they could do some damage in some of their – I don't think they're a championship team, but I still believe that they're – I think they're past the first round, maybe a second round. Who knows? And, and it really depends on how they're playing. Definitely. All right, everyone. We'll check you guys out next week. I'm up out of here. I am Joseph Pavone. He is Cedric Maxwell. We'll talk to you next week.